Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, man, what a great week of conference we had. It was life-changing, and I'm so ready to come see you tonight, bring the Word of God to you. Man, I'll tell you what, we have Elevate each year, and it seems like we go from glory to glory to glory, just a time of impartation, time of demonstration, and a time of change. And I want you to keep the momentum of what you received. That's one of the greatest things we know with our conference week, that we stretch our capacity to do more, be more, see more. Now let's maintain the stretching, amen? So I'm excited about where you're at in your spiritual life and on your journey, and I'm pumped about where we're going in the future. God's got some great things in store for you and your family, and I'm telling you what, we are going to achieve the God-given goals that God has foreordained before the foundations of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, don't forget, share today because um, some of the great opportunities that we have in the arena of reaching out in this day and age is that we could use the internet as a tool of evangelism to really bring some help and some hope to some people that are navigating through some times maybe never seen before in the earth. And that means we're using this as the modern day evangelism. So share it, send it to your friends, send it to your loved ones, just post it on your page and how many know people will find it, amen. I've, we've been getting so many awesome testimonies of people's life being changed because people have been obedient just to step out, just to share something, just to you know, post something. And people have reached back into the ministry because of your faithfulness. And one of the things I want you to know is that people, your friends, your family, they trust you. They trust your voice. And as they find a way of hope, maybe from your act of obedience, I promise you this, God is not going to forget your work and labor of love, man. This is it. Praying for your friends, praying for your family. Be, be in a place of intercession as you share and just believe that God can link some people that are really needing to hear a word of encouragement, a word of change, a word of transformation, a word of hope in this time that we're living in. Amen? Well, praise be to God. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Hey, listen, how many are you excited about giving? Man, we got some really cool ways to give. I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. But how do I reap? I thought I found this so blessed, blessed my life. Reaping in a recession, man, that's so good, right? Whether there's recession or inflation or economic hard times, man, whatever you're going through, whatever season of life you're in, this has been going on from the beginning of time. There's not a new problem that's hit the earth that the Bible believers of the past didn't have to already deal with. You know, you see the biblical answer to the conditions of a famine in the book of Genesis. One of the things you see in Genesis 26.1, a lot of you know this story. And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So I don't know about you, but I mean, what do you mean the first famine? So there was a famine before, and there was a famine again, and there's famines to come. And a famine is kind of like an economic hardship in the day and the time of the Bible, as they were walking out the beginning of the Bible, amen? And now we see it years later, that economic hardship is not a real big surprise to the kingdom and to the earth. 
So what did we see here? We see that there was a famine in the land in Genesis 26.1. But God gave Isaac specific instructions to follow in order to prosper during those hard times. And that is one of the most important things me and you can do. We bring our tithe, but we bring our offerings. We pay attention in this season of pressure. Okay? Number one thing we're going to have to remember is we got to stay faithful to God's command. Don't allow the circumstances to ruin what you know to do in good things towards God. Good habits of giving have to be maintained and enforced to in hard times in the earth. Many saints become inconsistent in time of economic pressure because they fluctuate from their Christian principles and they weaken in the place of pressure. The Lord blessed Isaac because of his obedience. Man, that is so important. So today I want you to think about that, right? I got to stay faithful to God's command even when hardships show up. This is the thing that was cool. Don't let circumstances ruin my good habits. What does that mean? Man, I've gotten in the habit or I've gotten in the consistency of giving. I've, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, when we're in, we were in the system of giving. I've been giving. We're in the church setting. I give. But here's the thing. Man, we've gotten kind of thrown off because of pressure in the arena sometimes of, of consistency. So don't become inconsistent with your giving in inconsistent times because your giving is the key to your increase. Now, here's the thing you need to know. God will bless your obedience as you choose to give. And not only does a church, you know, we appreciate your giving. We, 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 we thank God for the faithfulness of the people giving. But I want you to know this. This is personal. This is about your harvest. This is about you being consistent to give and to do what God has asked you to do in obedience, even when inconsistency is all over the earth, even when pressure is all over the earth, even when the famine shows up in the earth. Isaac understood, okay? This is so good. Isaac understood <laughs> that even though there was famine in the land, woo, I love it, right? Guess what? God gave him instruction, and he prospered. The Lord blessed him because of his obedience, and that is one of the most important things we can understand, that if I'm obedient to tithe, I'm obedient to give, I'm willing and obedient, I will eat the good of the land. Why is that? Because here's the thing. Even though there's famine, I'm still living off of seed time and harvest, and the earth has already seen famine, and this is not like some big thing that's overwhelming God, what's going on. But here's the thing I'm going to say. I really believe this that there is the most strategic seed you could possibly sow in these seasons that are hard in the earth. Because I'll tell you what, I think it takes greater faith to sow in a time of pressure and famine and recession and financial hardships than it does to sow when you're walking in abundance. You know, the widow woman, she gave a mite. She gave, she gave the greatest. Why? She, she was down to nothing, and she gave everything. Come on, somebody. Right? The widow woman at Zarephath, she gave the cake. It was the, all she had. She said, we're gonna, I'm going to give this, and we're going to die. When you get to the end of not enough, he becomes the God of more than enough. 
when you get to the end of, my God, I've never had financial pressure like this before, he becomes the God of relief in the pressure. When you get down to the mite, to the pennies that are left, and you say, man, God, this is it. I'm, I'm going. When pressure hits your finances, faith has to hit your arena of giving. You're going to have to give in the place of pressure. Man, I think that's so strong. I like it. I'll tell you what, I'm learning how to do it as you're learning how to do it because we've never seen times like this in the earth. So you just stay consistent with your tithing, stay consistent with your giving, and watch the testimonies that come out. I got testimonies this week from people in the church would make your head spin. I'm telling you guys, God wants to prosper you. Get your seed in the right place to prosper even in the midst of famine. So listen, take your seat in your hand as you're getting ready to give. I'm going to give you some ways to give here at Relevant Church. How many of you know with the best ways, the easiest way for you? The relevantfl.org slash giving is one of the ways you can give. You can fill out all the information there. Some of you guys have even figured out how to just become a, a, a consistent they just automatically get it done. So God bless you. If you need to figure that out, amen, figure it out. Do whatever's easy for you. RelevantFL, RelevantFL.org slash giving. A lot of you know that the text to give is simple too. All you do is text your dollar amount to 386-968-1103. You text your dollar amount. The Relevant Church app is there. Everything's on the screen for you to figure it out, and that number is 386-968-1103. Cash app is dollar sign relevant. You know how to do that there, and you can use cash app if that's convenient for you, and you can always mail your check to 920 Bevel Road, Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, praise God. Let me pray over your offering because I really believe um, I want to start walking in the obedience of what I've told you a couple weeks ago. If you were in church or you were watching, I've been talking to you about claiming what you need and breaking the power of the devil and loosing the angels. So I just want to pray that prayer of you. So claim what you need. Father, I'm praying right now, and they're claiming what they need from you. They're putting their faith into work and action, and now they claim what it is they're believing you're going to do in their life. And right now, I'm agreeing with them and what they're claiming, and we break the power of the devil off of hindering the seeds that are in the earth and the blessing that's in the earth. And right now, by faith, I loose the angels to go and what? Minister on their behalf as ministering spirits to compel and, and, and to receive and to bring the harvest they've been believing for. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I feel the anointing there right there strong. Glory to God. Oh, man. I'll tell you what feels good in here, don't it? Praise the Lord. Well, get ready. Get a pen. Get a paper. Um, get your phone out. Um, get something you could take notes with. Today, I want to talk to you about walking in the position of authority that God has given you. Walking in the position of authority that God has given you. Um, the believer has to understand his biblical position that he's been already given by Christ. If you do not understand the position that you've already been given by Christ in the earth, you are going to live beneath the ability that God has already set up for you. You're going to live beneath the position that God has already given you, and you're going to live void of understanding of the opportunity for you 
to walk in the earth as a spirit-dominant individual and overcome all the pressures and persecutions and problems the enemy may try to bring. So some of the great news I can give you today is this, that when you understand, <clears throat> excuse me, your biblical God-given authority, your life is going to change forever. The Bible's clear to, to really make it clear to me and you that we've been given God's authority to use in the earth through the power of the anointing, through the power of his name, and through the ability that heaven is given to back up me and you in every season of life with the word of God. So as we get in this thing, I really want you to read the Bible with me. How many of you know I'm not giving you my ideas or my opinions? I'm giving you the word of God, and the word of God is going to change your situations and circumstances. The position and authority of the believer is this, that God has blessed me and you with every spiritual blessing that we would ever need. Amen? And you know where I found that? I'm giving you this scripture. But man, guys, the word of God is so precious, so rich in wisdom. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He said he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Listen to how the message kind of reads it. How, how blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to high places of blessing in him. That's so good. He takes me and you to the high place of blessing in him. So you might say, man, long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Now, right there, I want you just to pull that in and think about that, that God has blessed us with everything we need. So when we got Christ, okay, now we believe Jesus, we believe the message, and the Bible says that the minute we believe, Jesus came in, into our heart, born again spirit man, made of incorruptible seed. Amen, glory to God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. All spiritual blessings in Christ. Christ in me, Colossians 1.27, the hope of glory in me. Everything I need is in me. But position of the blessed one was given to me and you by Jesus the minute we believe. So why is that important? Very important because we have to understand. We, have, we pray prayers sometimes that don't really line up to the word of God. You know, sometimes we got to be careful. We'll say like, oh, God, you know, bless them. Or, oh, God, you know, do this for them. Simple things that seem to be, you know, normal Christianology. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's how you talk. You know what I mean? No, really, we got to be scriptural and understand See, 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says it best, that this is the confidence that we have in him, Christ, that if we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, we know that he hears me. 
okay? And th that's important now. So you're saying, hmm, doesn't God hear me always? Yes, but he can only respond to faith-filled prayers, okay? He responds to faith-filled prayers. He responds to, we're going to get the greatest results in our Christian walk when we start praying the word of God. That's what it says in Isaiah. It says, my word will not return void unto me, but it'll accomplish there, that which or where I've sent it. What does that mean? That means when we give God back his word that he gave us, not only do we confirm it to our soul, okay? Because I think we do a lot of these things thinking like we're doing it in our spirit. No, we're doing it for our soul to come into agreement with the word of God. Amen? I'm saving my soul or I'm teaching my mind, will, and emotions what the Bible says. So we're trying to pray prayers. Now think of this. If I'm going to walk in my authority in prayer, if I'm going to walk in authority in the earth, walk in authority over the enemy, then guess what? I got to be scriptural. Okay? Really, really important. So this is why sometimes we pray these prayers like, oh, God, bless them. Or, you know, we pray these prayers that he already said we're blessed. He already said we have. And I'm not, I'm not picking on your prayer life, but I'm trying to say, let's get scriptural. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, his word, he hears me. And I know if God hears me, he will grant me the petition that which I have asked. So keep your life scriptural. Very, very important, because if you're going to enforce dominion, if you're going to enforce authority, if you're going to enforce your spiritual rights in the earth, then guess what? Me and you are going to have to be scriptural because that's how we can be guaranteed results. Praise be to God. That's, that's a blessing right there. Well, why is that? Because we have to understand our position before we're ever going to try to enforce our authority. Very important. That's what the Roman centurion was trying to get everybody to see. He said, man, Jesus, I don't know if it's the will of God for you to heal my servant. That's obvious. He, he comes and goes, Jesus, will you kind of do this for me? Now, he knew he could, but he had to know the willingness of if he would. So he goes, I'll come to your house. He said, Perf, don't, don't, you don't have to. That's some faith, right? He gets labeled a great faith kind of person. He said, no, I just need to know you were willing to do it because I understand authority. Because I've subjected myself to authority. I'm a man walking in the earth with authority. See it? So that's where you're going. What's my position? Who am I? What rights do I have? What can I do? And guys, please, don't listen. Sometimes this is just, I love you, so I'm helping you. Don't listen to some of the preaching you hear without being scriptural. Because a lot of Christians live defeated and they live from a wrong position of the cross. Like a lot of Christians believe we're trying to achieve it. No, he already gave it to you. That's why we got to be careful. I got to be careful because sometimes we talk um, loose-lipped. And mean, meaning what? Like we don't really, really sometimes, well, you know, we pray prayers sometimes that if we go script, like, wait a minute, I've already got authority. You know what I mean? We are the victorious church. So when you start thinking like this along these lines of authority, it starts challenging you to go, what have I been saying? You know, how have I been praying? So let's get scriptural because scriptural 
prayers get answered. Now, I'm going to tell you now, I'm a results kind of guy. You know what I mean? I want results. Like, if we're going to do it, I don't care how long it's going to take as much as, as long as, long as I, the thing that frustrates me the, the, the worst, if I ever, I'm not trying to get frustrated about stuff, but if I do, it's like, can, if the road we're on can get me there, I don't care how long the journey takes, but are we on the right road? Are we on the road that can take us there? Because I don't want to just keep wrapping around in circles and not get to my destination. I would have been a real mess with Moses wandering around for 40 years. I would have been like, Moses, dude, what are we doing? That would have bothered me. So as long as I'm on the road to success, I don't mind how long it takes to get there, but I want to know I'm on the right road. The right road to anything you need in life is you got to get scriptural. You see it? If you're going to fix your marriage, you got to be on the right road scripturally. If you're going to get your relationship with your children, the Bible talks about everything. Stay in the word of God. It'll change your life. How do I know? Because Jesus is making it clear for me and you to get a clear understanding that we better understand our position before we ever start wanting to enforce our authority. That is so true. Where's my position and then go enforce your authority? If you try to enforce authority without knowing your position, your authority is not going to be as strong as it could be. So just put that as your takeaway. I got to know the position. It's like a job, right? If you go show up at a job and you're like, you know, you show up and you're like, you don't know your position. You're not going to, if you're not, if they don't tell you, hey, you're the manager in the office, right? Just say it like this. There's like church world, there's like work world kind of thing, like hierarchy, like What's, I go to work and nobody tells anybody what to do. Nothing gets done. But if they say, hey, today you're the project manager over this, you're going to go in with a delegated authority from your boss to get in the air and say, hey, you got to go do this. Hey, you got to And when people start looking like who you think you are, go, hey, the boss told me. So you got to know your place. So where am I? Well, Ephesians 2.6 gives us a really good understanding. We're seated where those blessings are. You know, those blessings we talked about, all blessings, spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And I want to read it too in the Passion. He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Isn't that good news? Listen to what it says in the Passion Translation. It says, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. Man, that's strong. We ascended with him into this glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are co-seated as one with Christ. That's where we are. So where are we seated, or where is my position? My position is I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Man, that is strong. Now listen, that's going to take some renewing of your mind, Okay. Now, you got to get this. Let me just read verse 7, then I'm going to explain that. Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite. Man, this is really good, so just hear me. Throughout the coming ages, we will be the the visible display in the earth of him, the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which he showered upon us in Jesus Christ. So he's saying, look, you want to know what's going to happen? 
you're going to be my representation in the earth. And because people are looking at the moves you start making spiritually, they're going to know I'm the infinite one. I'm God. Man, isn't that good? And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pastor Chris, I didn't sign up for that level of responsibility. Well, guess what? You're seated in that place of responsibility, and we're going to live up to the label. We're going to find out who we are. It's nothing to get all like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm ready. Don't worry. I'm going to coach you into it. But it's easy because it's as easy as just sit over there. Sit there. I don't know about you, but I'm good at just sitting down. He said, just sit where I told you to sit. You know, I laugh all the time. You know, I, lo I love, you know, we do weddings, go to weddings, you know, and now they're getting kind of creative. But, you know, every time I go somewhere where Pastor Liz, I'm like, I kind of laugh. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where to go. You're like, you know, you got to go. Like the last one, we went to a really nice one. You know, it was funny. They're like, oh, you know, you're, you find your number. You know, you find your name or you find, you know, like one time we went somewhere, you know, like I'm number, I'm number three, I'm number this. And you go find your table, you know, and you kind of get nervous on the way to the table. Because I think on the way to the table, you really find out how important you are to the people at the wedding. That was funny. You should have laughed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you stick me with some of these people that I don't want to be stuck with, I'm going to remember you. No. But what happens is you just find your number and you go to your table. And then when you get there, you sit in the seat they got for you. I want you to know that Jesus has set you with a seat he's already prepared for you. You, you think about that, that, that theology kind of pulls, it kind of gets me like, well, this is the place where he wants me. So if you got table one, why would you go to table 12 and just go, hey, uh, where do I sit? You know, you ever see they got your little name tag in front of your seat? It's pretty much self-explanatory. You know, I go somewhere, it says, you know, Pastor Chris or right there. And I go, I go sit. If I'm at table 12 trying to sit somewhere, somebody didn't tell me to sit, guess what? That's my fault. That's my lack of understanding. He said, you're seated with me in heavenly places in Christ. Raised us up together. Me and Christ, you and Christ. This is Jesus' idea. This is Jesus' plan. This is how Jesus wants to do it. Just take your seat. Man, I love that. Don't you love it? That's where he wants me. Guess what? We're not qualified. We're not, we're not deserving. We're not really, to be, to, be, to be illuminated as I can, you know, like through like, see what I'm trying to, I'm just basically saying, see what I'm, you don't deserve it, but he gave it to you anyway. I didn't deserve it. That's the blessedness of the riches of grace. That's why Paul prayed those Ephesian prayers. In Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, we pray those prayers, right? That, God, that the God of Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you spirit of wisdom. Paul prayed those Ephesian prayers in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 so that the believers at Ephesus would get an understanding of who they were in Christ. He wanted their spiritual eyes to be enlightened in order for them to see what they have already received in Christ. And that's what he wants for you and me today. Stop trying to achieve it. Stop trying to work for it. Stop trying to position yourself to get it. I already gave it to you. Just take your place. Sometimes I think the church is just, I'm trying to get it. I'm striving and striving and striving. You don't have to strive. He already gave it to you. 
Paul prayed the Ephesian prayers for the believers at Ephesus because he wanted their spiritual eyes to be enlightened in order for them to see what they have already received in Christ and just lay hold of what he's got for you. Man, listen to what it says here. The eyes of your understanding and being enlightened, that you know what is the hope of this calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Man, when you receive an inheritance, somebody gave it to you. Somebody left it for you. It's, it's been, it's, you know, the last will and testament, the New Testament, the Old Testament. You leave a last will and testament of your belongings that you want to leave for your loved ones. Jesus wrote us a love book, man. He wants to leave it for you. It's your inheritance. Would you not take your inheritance? Would you not go, I mean, if somebody left you some, wouldn't you go pick it up? Come on, pick up your inheritance that is love. You've been given a rich spiritual history, a rich spiritual legacy, a rich spiritual inheritance. Take it. Guess what? You didn't do anything to receive that inheritance, but receive and accept it in the natural, and that's how you receive it in the spirit. Just accept what he's got for you. Listen to what he said here. He raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. You're seated right there. We just read it, didn't we? We just read the same scripture. He said, you're seated at the right hand too, far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and everything that is named. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above the enemy, far above every name that is named. That is the position of the believer. Now listen to this. I read something really blessed me, and I wrote it down for you. The spirit of wisdom in Revelation is not given to make us some super smart, overdo-it Christian, but to make us more aware of unseen realities. Man, that's so strong. I'm going to read it really slow. If you're taking notes, take your time, but get this. The spirit of wisdom in Revelation is not given us to make us this super smart Christian, like, oh, he wants, no, what he really wants you to get out of the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him is to make us more aware of unseen and the natural realities of your position in Christ. It works not merely to increase natural understanding or understanding of the kingdom, okay, but also to reveal the king himself. Now, remember this. This is so good. The presence of God always wins out over the principles of God. And that's kind of cool. And I, know, I just read that like that, like this meaning is God's principles are so true. God's principles are, are always 100% right. We know, we know the person of Jesus, the principles of Jesus. But how many of you know the presence, the presence of God, the presence of God makes all the difference in the world. And that's why God wants you to have spiritual eyes to see the word you know, the Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit brings illumination revelation through the Word of God. You need to know who you are, and you need to know this authority. Because if you don't know your authority, not only will you miss out on some of the promises and the, and the higher life in Christ you can live, you're going to be taken advantage of by the enemy. Because the enemy doesn't want you to know this stuff. He doesn't want you to know that greater is he that's in you than him that's in the world. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you already won. The enemy doesn't want you to know that Jesus is living in you. He doesn't want you to know this stuff. He doesn't, you know, this is the funny thing about the enemy. The enemies of life never want you to know that you already have power and authority over them. That's the number one key to control. 
somebody that wants control over you doesn't want you to really realize how strong you really are. They want you to be basically ignorant of the control over them you have. So that's the careful thing here. We got to find out who we are in Christ so we don't have to put up with the works of the enemy near. You are the triumphant church. You are the undefeated champion church. Amen. So this is why the enemy, when he starts hearing these things, he's like, hey, get them out of that message because if they find out who they are, we're going to have to make a run for it. And I got news for you. You're getting ready to put the devil on the run. Amen. Listen to what it says in Proverbs. I'm sorry, Matthew um, 28, 28, 18. It says this. You got to know who you are in Christ, guys. Listen when it says, and Jesus came and spoken to them in Matthew 28, 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now, that's big. That's big. All authority. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to deserve all things which I command you. And lo, guess what? I am with you always, even to the age of of the end of the age, amen. Now, I want you to see something here. This is what Jesus said. He said, and Jesus came, all authority has been given to me, Jesus, in heaven and in earth. Now, you say, okay, well, that's great. Jesus has authority, right? Jesus has all authority. Now, look what he said in Luke 10, 19. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I want you to write these down. You go back over them. You got to meditate in this. The importance of meditation is to basically renew your mind. You know, that's Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, and acceptable God, which is that's your reasonable service, right? I love the Amplified, it says it's your act of worship. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, God wants you to worship him. You know, and he does. But sometimes I think we think worship's just when you go into sanctuary and lift your hands in the air. No, worship is a surrendered life unto God. The reasonable act of worship is to surrender your life. The reasonable act of worship, God, you know, we worship God in spirit and we worship God in truth. But to worship God in spirit and to worship God in truth means that we have to be a surrendered vessel. That's one of the big things. Because sometimes I think we think it's just not just, it's not just the songs. It's the, it's the heart surrender. You know what I mean? So my reasonable act of worship, and be we, what be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. That's what he's saying. That's what you got to do. So as I start meditating in this, I start going, well, it's like this. All authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and in earth. Got to think about that. So that first question I said, well, if Jesus got all the authority, what about me? Pastor Chris, you read the Bible. I read Matthew 28. I see what it says there. Jesus has authority, but I'm in Jesus. Yeah, but I got one better. He gave authority to you. That's what you see in Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you authority. So now here, wait, 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 stop. See the position? Jesus has all authority, just like the job. But the boss came and said, hey, you know that authority I have? I'm giving it to you. Oh, 
okay, now I'm seeing this thing. I'm starting. See, this is going to make you powerful later on. Don't, don't just go run out in that earth, you know what I mean, and be like, I'm going to start throwing my authority around and then second-guessing whether you have that authority. You see it? Let's go get a firm, strong foundation in the authority that he gave me. Then when I go in the world, I'm going to be, ooh, you better watch out. Come, you, you, that's a, <laughs> I love, I like this. Mama, that's a bad man. <laughs> Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. We were watching a basketball game uh, way back in the day. There was a playoff game, and one of the announcers was, was just, uh, he got coined the phrase, he said, and I think it was Mark Jackson, he said, he goes, Mama, that's a bad man. You know what I mean? This guy was just scoring everything he touched was scoring, you know? And I, I always thought of that thing, like sometimes you're going to be in the earth, you're going to be a bad woman in the earth because you know your authority. You're going to be a bad, Mama, that's a bad man in the earth. Why? Because he ain't putting up with the enemy. You're not putting up with the enemy. You're not putting up with his schemes. You're not putting up with his deception. You're not putting up with his drama. You're putting in him in his place. But before we're going to go and enforce the authority, we're going to learn our position. You know, I remember um, Brother Hagin saying it like this. Um, he said something so good. He said, he said um, if you were, if you were a, a delegated authority, it would mean this. He said, if a policeman, and you've heard me say this before, but it's just really good an, a, analogy for you to understand. If a policeman goes out in the middle of the street and there's a semi-truck coming down the road, if he sticks his hand up and goes like this, obviously he cannot physically stop that vehicle. It doesn't even need to be a truck. It could be a car. It could be a scooter for crying out loud. You're not going to be able to stop that physically. But because of the authority behind the police officer, if you're smart, you stop your car. Because when he says stop, you stop. Now, we understand that the authority of the local police officer is backed by that, but what if it's the FBI or the CIA or the Secret Service? See, authority, we have, we have uh, city authority, then we have state authority, then we, you see what I'm saying? So if we have a sheriff, he's from, he works for the state. So now we've got a different kind of authority here. Higher jurisdiction based upon the position of who you submitted yourself to. How many of you know we're submitted to Jesus? So we're in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Working for the king. And if he said in Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you, my God in heaven, authority to do what? Trample on serpents and scorpions. Those are demons. and de Now, I'm going to say something here, and I know... Well, you say, you know, we don't want to talk about that. Well, you better talk about it because I can't just preach a one-sided gospel. There is an enemy in the earth. There is demonic force in the earth. There is an antichrist spirit in the earth. These things are real. And we're not going to magnify the, the, the demonic side of life, but it's there. There's evil in the earth. Put on the news. Come on. You know what I mean? You see this stuff. So I'm not going to, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. But I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. So when you see steal, kill, and destroy, you see the operation of the enemy. So I gave you power 
over all, she says, serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So obviously serpents and scorpions are, obviously he's not talking about, you know, um, you know, snakes and scorpions and bugs. and stuff. He's talking about demonic activity. He says, and all the enemy. He didn't say, and, you know, tarantulas. He said all the enemy, right? So what is he saying? These works in the enemy over all the power of the enemy. I have given you authority and by no means shall anything hurt you. So God has given me and you authority over all the power of the enemy, all authority in the name of Jesus. And when you use the name of Jesus, you're exercising authority over the enemy. That is how we enforce our victory through the name of Jesus. You have been given the name that is above every name. Now, here's the cool thing about that name. First, he puts you in that name. That's the supernatural miracle of the new birth. I'm not in me no more. I'm in Christ. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God and Christ lives in you. So you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Well, Pastor Chris, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how it happened. It's a miracle. You know, I don't know. He said, he said, I put you, ripped you out of darkness and I put you in a marvelous light. He said, you know, you could read, you start thinking Colossians. He said, man, he said, he took you out of the kingdom and put you in the kingdom of light. How did he do that? It's a miracle. It's the greatest miracle that has ever happened in the church. And you got to receive it by faith. That's the cool part. You can't just try to figure it out because your head can't figure it out. You got to believe it. Okay, so you say, well, Pastor Chris, I don't look like a person that's got authority like that. Well, that's why we're renewing our mind to who, this is why I believe, man, renewing of the mind on the word of God or the position of the believer is so important. I think that's why Paul in the book of Ephesians 1 and chapter 1 and chapter 3 really emphasize Man, you're going to have to see this spiritually. You're going to have to get a spiritual understanding of this because I think he was trying to get us to see this. If you only have a natural understanding, you'll probably reject what you hear. And sometimes why we reject what we hear. Now, guys, listen, you're really, really smart and you're doing really, really good. And I want you to understand this. Don't get down on where you missed it maybe before. Because this is what happens. Sometimes we reject this position because it looks like our past failures have been really just not working out the way we thought. So we stopped trying. But I, I, I got to have you try because guess what? It's not over. Is that okay? And you might say, well, it was my, what do you mean? Well, maybe you missed it. It's okay. We can get back on. I'm going to say this. If you, this, is, this is really good news, I think. And that's how I say it. If you didn't have the knowledge that you're getting over these next couple weeks, how could you expect to succeed in what you stepped out on? You see it? So don't worry about it. It's okay. You stepped out on it, and I did it. You stepped in. Man, I remember stuff. Oh, my God. I don't even want to tell you. I remember trying to step out on this stuff and, not, and mess it all up because I didn't know what was doing. How about we get a revelation position, and then we go have activation? Isn't that cool? Isn't that so cool? Then we can activate, but let's make sure we got this figured out. I know who I am. So don't get down on, man, I tried that. Don't worry about it. Did you have the knowledge that we're getting ready to give you? And maybe you did. But okay, 
We're going to go build it even stronger. We're going to go meditate in it. We're going to go get it in there. This is what's so important. God gave you this authority, but first we got to learn what I got in position, my seated position, was when I stand up and go to enforce it, watch the power that you're going to have. So I might have to meditate in it and understand it for a moment, even though I got it, just to make sure it's fresh. And then when I go out there, man, I'm going to be loaded up. What I tell you? That's a bad man. Mama, that's a bad man. You're going to be a bad man and you're going to be a bad woman. That's a bad woman right there. Going in out there and doing the things of God. You're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Look what Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11 says. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those in the earth. That, and every person shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord. What am I saying? He said this. He gave him the name high above every name. Last time I checked, you living in that name. He gave you his name. Oh, my God. God gave you the name of Jesus Christ in the earth to use as an enforcement of dominion. Isn't that so good? Man, I love that. You're in Christ. You know, I think the Apostle Paul, you know, this is a big thing too. This is how you identify. It's all about identification, but please hear me. Apostle Paul said this it's no, in Galatians. He said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He said, I'm out of Paul. I'm out of Chris. You're out of you. I'm in Christ. Apostle Paul said this in Galatians. He said what? He said, it is no longer I who live, but the life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's no longer I who live. Man, guys, I don't know. If I was looking right at Paul, I'd be like, what is he talking? What do you mean? You don't, you're live right now. He was talking about his spiritual place and his spiritual condition. I'm see- Paul knew, I'm seated with Christ right now in heavenly places. Even though you see me here in the earth, I'm seated in a heavenly place spiritually. That's how we can enforce this opportunity in the earth. Because you got to understand something. Jesus defeated the devil once and for all. And I'm going to say that. And I'm going to tell you what. You say, Pastor Chris, you're going to talk about uh, having power and authority over all that works in the enemy? You better believe it. The church needs to go back to its spiritual position and understand that it has been given the place of authority in the earth. And I want you to think about that. And I'm going to show you some scriptures. Jesus stripped Satan of all his power and authority at very one moment in time. Jesus stripped Satan of all his power, all of that, and he did he, everything he had, he took it from him. Now, here's the thing. If you don't know it, he'll try to tell you. Know, he thinks he's still got authority. He thinks he's still got power. He thinks he's still got, because he's got people all deceived in the earth. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing it until you put him in his place. You got to put him in his place. It's like a bully. You can't just let that bully push you around. You got to say, no, you ain't taking that. Look at Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. 
He put them on display. Jesus defeated the enemy once and for all. And guess what? If he defeated them, guess what? You defeated them because you're not in you no more. You see why identification with Christ is so important for you and me in our position? Because the position lets us move in the earth with the power of authority. That's what the Roman centurion, remember I told you, he's like, I understand authority, man. I'm under authority, my position, therefore I have authority in the earth. Jesus, I know you're the same kind of guy. You're under authority of God. That's why you got authority in the earth to do what you do. Come on, somebody. You do what you do because of who you are. Amen? He's seen it. He's postured, and I, I don't do anything that my father doesn't tell me to do, and I don't say anything my daddy tells me not to say. He is submitted unto the Jesus said this. This is a good one. You ready for this? He said, he said, I've exalted the word of God above my name. You know what that means? Now, I don't know about, now watch this now. Jesus said that. What do you mean? The word above my name. That means that Jesus put the word of God, okay, above, okay? So he submitted himself under the word. So the word here, Jesus here. He said, I submit myself to that word, even though he was the word. Why? Because I'm the guy, I ain't coming out of that Bible. That's what I told you. Listen to this, right? Remember this? I couldn't figure this out. I told you this, that was Sunday. Man, Jesus just doesn't respond to certain things and then other things he responds to. I couldn't get it. I was like, what is he doing? He never responds. Jesus, listen to me. Jesus never responds to the lies. He only responds to the truth. He, Jesus never responded to the lies. He only responded to the truth. You've seen it. I showed it to you. Jesus the, the temple, build this temple. This is what you said about all this stuff. Did you do this? Did you do that? Jesus, do, do you say you're this? He won't respond to certain days. When they said certain things that he said, he said, I am who you say I am. My God in heaven, man. Sometimes you got to see this stuff. Don't respond to the lies. Only respond to the truth. Amen? What is that all for? Because Jesus does not have any other opinion than what the word of God said about him, and that's where you should be too. Now, listen, guys, we're working to that. Come on, man. Come on. Don't worry. Come on, remember, we got a little sign on. Hey, man, pardon our dust. I'm still a work in progress. Pardon the dust. I'm still a work in progress. Now, listen, that doesn't mean you're less than. That means I am discovering who I am. You're never less than, guys. You're just discovering who you are. It's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. Be a constant learner. Don't ever stop learning, man, because I'm learning who I am. You think you're going to figure this out? Man, every day he's speaking something new. Every day he's talking something big. God's so big. So as we start taking this position, here's a big one. Ready? Um, I like this. I'm going to give you two more scriptures just real quick. Hebrews 2.14, love it. Insomuch, then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. 
Jesus destroyed them. Did you read that? So if Jesus destroyed the enemy and you're in Jesus, then you are the devil. Listen to me. Then you are the master over evil. If Jesus defeated the enemy of the earth, the evil of the earth, then if you're in Christ, then guess what? You are the master over evil. Yeah, you are. You better believe it. See, this is the big thing. You got, that's why 1 Peter 5 and 8 is so strong. It says what? Be, strong, be, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can destroy. The devil's always walking around roaring like a lion, but he's not a lion. We're the righteous, and the righteous are as bold as a lion. He's scared of you, man. He's scared of your God-given authority. He doesn't want you to find out through identification who you are. He doesn't want you to walk in supernatural power. So here's some cool parts, right? Take this with you. My first understanding of these takeaways are this. Number one, I got to look at, really take a deep look at where I'm seated and who I am. I got to get an understanding of what I've already been given, not what I need to try to achieve. One thing about Christianity that I really want you to see, and I love this, you don't have to really, everything you need is already laid up for you. You got to really discover who you are. You got to really just discover what you have, and you got to discover that God has already given you the victory. Man, you are just now enforcing victory, 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 victory. That's what you do because that's what you are. I'm a victory going someplace to be victorious. I'm a champion going somewhere. Come on, somebody, to show the trophies. You got that resume, amen? Now take that position, and before you get up out of the seat and go in force, know who you are in Christ. These scriptures that I gave you, just go over them, man. Just think about it. You know what? I do. And stay scriptural, remember? Stay scriptural in your prayer life. What's the Bible say about that? Sometimes we use these prayers. They're kind of like, you know, I think sometimes we just feel good to pray. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I prayed today. No, let's be scriptural in our prayer life. That's when you're going to get the greatest results, when you start becoming scriptural. What do I mean by scriptural? Well, maybe you're believing God for bodily healing, right? You might just feel like right now, man, I got some pain in my body. Well, the Bible says in 1 Peter that by his stripes, I'm already been healed. I don't need to get healed. I am healed. I just got to claim the healing that I've already received and walk and resist sickness and disease. You might be sitting there and say, well, hey, you know what? I need some money. Well, the Bible says this, that you've already been blessed. Amen? That the blessing of the Lord made you rich, and it adds no sorrow. Staying in my place of authority, I don't let the enemy take my position in Christ. I promise you today, things might be challenging, but I know this. Jesus has already given you the victory. I'm going to pray for you today, and I want you just, this series is going to be good. We're going to take some highlights out of this series. We're going to add some stuff to this series. But I really want you to meditate in these scriptures a little bit. It doesn't take long. Just look them over. Just read them to yourself. Maybe, maybe put them on an index card. Go over them while we're in this series. Hey, the authority, have there's some great books out there to study about authority. Add some supplemental teaching or just stay right here. Watch these videos over a couple of times. Get the podcast, download it. Am I walking in my, number one, am I seated in the position? Do I know who I am? 
And am I walking in the power of that authority in the earth to change the world? I promise you this. You might not be where you want to be, but you're going to get better at doing this. And eventually, you're going to be exactly where you want to be, ruling and reigning in your rightful spot. God's got the plan. He gave you the word. He gave you the position. Now, all me and you got to do is walk in the light of it, understand who we are, and enforce it in the earth. I'll tell you what, guys. It's getting ready to become a really, really great season in the area of your authority because you got it. Now take your place and watch your life change forever. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person. I, like Paul, I'm going to pray them prayers. Open the eyes of their understanding. Let them see and let them know who they really are in Christ. Let them get a revelation of who they are and what they've already been made and what they already received and how they need to enforce what it is that you give them. I pray that the eyes of their understanding are enlightened to the hope of this gospel, this calling, this position. May they see the inheritance, the rich inheritance of the saints in Christ, and may they walk in the power and the authority that Jesus has given them. Let them see, let their eyes be opened and enlightened to the point where they understand greater than ever before. And my prayer for them is that they reveal, they reveal on the inside that they understand who they are and what they can do. And not based upon who just they think they are, but who you made them to be. Bless them and keep them and watch over them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God, guys. I love you. Uh, I, I miss seeing some of you. Don't forget, we're still in the service, the one service, 1030. Everything else is online. But come and be a part of our 1030 experience. It's been a great day. It's going to be a great time. And I promise we're going to keep walking into victory in every area of our life. I love you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.